I've got a short message this morning, but I think it's profound. You know why I think it's profound? Because it's the Lord. <laughs> it's his word. Some of you had big dreams for this year. Some of you had decisions to make this year. Some of you need some things that you, re you really need to happen this year. And you've been praying. You've been pressing in. So I'm going to encourage you this morning to really pay attention. Really listen. Lord, right now, I pray for spiritual ears to be open. Blind eyes to be open. Judy, I love that song this morning when we see him face to face. That's what Rick did. Rick saw him face. Rick is with him face to face. Rick Lindley went to be with Jesus. His wife and daughters are here today. They need our prayers. Dr. Cowden said if you have to drink water, that means you're dehydrated. I need to drink some more. Anybody ever get dehydrated? Every, anybody ever get spiritually dehydrated? Moving forward with faith. Today we're talking about just moving. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Next few, years, next, next few weeks we're going to be talking about what moved people in the Bible and what moved Jesus. Faith will move you forward. Say that. Faith will move you forward. Amen? Hebrews 1, 11 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We always quote that, that verse. We talk about, hey, what's the definition of faith? And we quote 11.1, which is fine. That's great. It's the evidence that, you know, it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? But jump down to Hebrews 11.6. I want to make a better definition or make, define it, let the Bible define it a little bit better, not me. But without faith, say without faith. <clears throat> it is impossible, say impossible. impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. That's God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. If you don't get that, you don't get the first verse. You see, we use that word believe as like, oh, well, I believe this. I believe that the Cowboys are going to win today. I believe my wife is going to get pregnant this year. I believe, I believe, believe. We use believe like we use the word love. We've, 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 we've put it back to something less than, than what it meant in the scriptures. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. When they believed in God in those days, when they said, yes, for God so loved the world, whoever believes in him, when they said, I believe, they could lose their life, they could lose their job, they could lose their family, they could lose, lose everything they had when they said, I believe. And we use that word so flippantly. Well, yeah, I believe. You believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. Listen, if you want to find out where somebody stands with, with Jesus, don't ask him, are you a Christian? Because most everybody was, well, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian. No, who do you believe Jesus is? 
Well, who have you sunk your life into? Who have you surrendered to? And that he is a rewarder. Listen, say that. He is a rewarder. Of, of who? Just those who want diligently seek him. See, if we're going to move forward and we've got this property. Listen, if we're not diligently seeking God, what do you want us to do with that? How do you want me to be involved in, in ministry at, at Freedom Fellowship? You've planted me here. You've called me here. I've got, a, I've got gifts. What do you want me to do? Listen, if you're not going to listen, if you're not going to believe that God's promises are true, that they're yes and amen, if you're not really going to sink your faith and trust him, then nothing will happen good in, the, in, in, the, in your life as far as your spiritual life goes. On the life of this church. We could just be like everybody else. Let's just do our thing. Let's have our, let's have our big push on Sunday morning and get out of here. But that's not God, who God's called us to be. Faith for a believer begins with us believing that God is who he says he is. So if we truly believe that he is who he says he is, then we must also believe all, say all, all of his promises. Not just the ones you like or the ones you've seen God come through for you on, but all of his promises. I want to ask you a question. As you move into this next year, what are you hoping for? See, when you, you have to have something out there you're hoping for if, if faith is going to be exercised. All right? Y'all with me? So what are you hoping for? What's out there that you can't see yet? Are you with me? Is it related to your walk with God or is it about what you want to do? Is it about what you want for your life that's apart from what God wants for your life? You may not like me too much after this sermon. I don't know. Let me ask you this. Do your goals depend on God coming through? Think about that. Or are you going to make it happen? Do your goals depend on God? God, if this doesn't, if you don't come through, it ain't happening. Then so what do you have to do? You have to exercise faith. You have to believe in what you can't see, that it's going to happen because God said it's going to happen. But you can only get that if you're listening to God, right? So I'm going to ask you this morning, are you moving in a faith direction? Or have you already got your your year planned out? Have you got your one year planner out for what you want to take place? Because if it isn't what God wants to ha take place, hmm. Listen, here's what the word move means or moving. I love this definition. Moving or to move is to shift your position or change where you are. To make progress. Develop in particular a manner or a direction. It can also mean that's something that causes you to take action. I like that, don't you? If you're moving, if you if you're in motion, and you, you're really if you're really going forward is where God wants you, you're going to have to do some moving. Anybody ever move from one location to the other? You got a house, bought a house, bought, got an apartment, got a, got some place to live, and how much fun is it to move and pack it all up, and move it? There's some effort required, isn't there? There's some preparation in the other house before you get to it, right? So where's God taking you in 2024? If your dreams or your goals or accomplishments, that's a good one, accomplishments are void of God, then it doesn't matter what you accomplish, accomplish in your flesh.
We just read what? If you diligently seek him, what will he do? He will give you what? Rewards. They will come from him. Not from man. They will come from him. I think God's rewards are better than man's rewards. How many of you have a trophy? Some kind of trophy. One of the little medallions that hang around your neck for participating in a sport now because everybody wins, right? But you got to, how many of you actually have a trophy? Raise your hand. Where is it? In a storage, in a box, gathering dust. I don't know, I lost it. Hit my brother over the head with it and broke it. When you die, where's that trophy going to go? Oh, you ever go to an estate sale? The trophies don't sell. <laughs> Unless you want to impress your girlfriend. Hey, I'm going to get that trophy. It says I won a tennis match back in, you know. <laughs> you see, what we get on this earth, what we think is we've accomplished because we've won a race or we've won a tournament or we've, we've been promoted or whatever it is, a certificate, whatever it is, when you're dead and gone, those are going to be in a box somewhere waiting for an estate sale or they're going to be at the dump because they're not going to amount to anything. So everything we should be doing is so we can lay up what? Treasures in heaven. Paul said this in Philippians 3. It's not in your scriptures back there, Jeff. But he said, he, he said this, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I was a stock of Israel. I was a, of the tribe of Benjamin. I was a Hebrew of Hebrews, a Pharisee. Woo, I had it all together. He said, but you know what all that was? was rubbish. Another, the actual word for it was dung, poo-poo. Didn't amount to anything, he said. Had all the accolades. You know, the, the new word I hear all the time now, he was decorated. Y'all hear that word now? Decorated. I, I, I didn't grow up with that word decorated, but he was decorated. And he said, you know, all that amounts to is dung. He said, here's what amounts to everything is me knowing Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, serving him and suffering for him. Did you hear me? Serving him and suffering for him. We don't like to talk about stuff like that. We want that feel good message. You ain't going to get it here. You know that, though, right? Hebrews eleven seven by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen. There you go. Not yet seen. Moved with godly fear. Say that with me. Moved with godly fear. Prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to what? To faith. So he was moved. Number two, number he was moved with godly fear. I have a three point sermon today. Whoo. Sound like I'm in the seminary. Cemetery. So if you're going to move, you're going to shift your position. If you're going to go from where you're at, stuck, and you're going to move in faith, you might have to change some things in your life. You might have to change some things in your life. You might have to change the things that you listen to, the things that you watch. You might have to change some of the people that you hang around with. You might have to change jobs. You know, are you listening to me? Oh, I can't. I mean, that's a good paying job. Really? Is it worth your soul? Hey, ain't no money. You can pile up all the money you want. It's not worth my soul. So maybe you're stuck this morning. You think, how do I get unstuck? You know, you get unstuck, Aretha, you repent. 
That's how you get unstuck. You repent. What does that mean to repent, Pastor? That doesn't mean going on one, going one way, turn the other. Yeah, it does. But it also means a change in mindset. So you got your mind's been corrupted by the world. You started listening to the world. You've been starting letting, you've been paying more attention to Netflix and well the other channels because there's about a million of them now. And you for, you you quit listening to the Spirit of God. You've been you've been quitting listening to the Word or reading the Word of God. So you're getting bad information. So you might just have to change your focus. Oh, but, but pastor, it says, by faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, well, he heard from God. I don't want to hear from God like Noah. He didn't, he didn't, Harold, I want you to do such and such. He didn't do that. You know, he didn't come and speak to me like that. Uh, it, so it would be easy to, to do what he did. Oh, really? Noah, I want you to build an ark. What's an ark? It's a big boat. What's a boat? Well, it's for the flood. What's a flood? Right? Oh, well, yeah, no, it's just, he's just a cool dude. Yeah, God, oh, yeah, I'll build, I'll build an ark. 120 years later, he's building, he's still building it, preaching, telling people about God. Oh, by the way, Noah, one of these days, there's going to be a thousands of animals living on that boat with you. And you're going to be in a storm for 40 days. It's going to be awesome. See, we read those stories. and we're like, Yeah, cool. No, he just did it. And, you know, he was. A, why would he do that? Same way you would do what God's called you to do. By faith. By faith. What moved Noah to obey God? By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear. And I'm telling you, if there's anything lacking in our churches today, it's godly fear. Nobody even likes to talk about godly fear. They don't like to talk about sin anymore. They don't like to talk about the blood. They don't like to talk about anything that makes them a little squeamish. So you might as well just quit preaching the Bible if you don't want to talk about any of those things because it's all through it. Sacrifice, laying down your life, blood, all this stuff, it's in the Bible. Godly fear. Oh, God is a God of love. God is a God of grace. God is a God of mercy. His mercies are new every morning. Jesus is my best friend. Jesus is my best friend. We're just hanging out today. Me and Jesus is hanging out. All that I just said is true. But he's also God. He is my, Jesus is my best friend. He called us friends. But he's also said some other things in his word about who God is and who we've relegated him not to be because he, well, he's just a man upstairs. I'm cool with, you know, I, I love it when people say daddy, God, and Abba, but sometimes we've relegated him to a daddy like a daddy on earth. And we even diminished him by saying daddy. Hey, daddy, I need this. Hey, daddy, I need that. Hey, daddy, I need the keys to the car. Quiet in here. Philippians 2, 12 in the Amplified. 
So then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation. That is, cultivate it, bring it to full effect, actively pursue spiritual maturity with all inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. Salvation the other way. I like the other way. I like it. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I can do what I want to. No, you can't. Well, you can, but then the discipline of God will come in and you won't like that. Well, God, I thought I was doing. No, I thought that your grace. No, it wasn't a license to sin. It's a license to love. It's a license to obey. We just, we've gotten off track, churches, generally speaking. The hyper-grace message came in and ruined a lot of people. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's godly fear. He says this, don't do anything that would offend God or discredit the name of Christ. How many of you this past week you've discredited the name of Christ because of your actions and other people saw them? They're watching. The world is watching you. God's godly fear is an awe and a reverence for God to walk circumspectly upright, holy, and in a cautious manner. Cautious manner. God, is this something you want me to get in? No. Is this where you want me to? Yeah. Weigh out those things that instead of just jumping into something because you feel like it, weigh it. Weigh it against the word. You know, Jesus, well, Jesus is love, and he just loves everybody. And he says, yeah, but if you love me, what does he say? If you love me, you will do what? Oh, y'all know that? Obey my commandments? If you love me, he said, you will obey my commandments. Oh, you mean just the ones that we like? No, no, all of them. Then he says, I want you to go make disciples and teach them to obey what I've already commanded you. So if, I, if we're making disciples here and I'm not teaching you to obey the commandments of God, I'm in trouble. You are, too, for not reading the word for yourself. Would you stand? I want, I want you to stand for this. Does the word make you cry? Does the word make you emotional? Psalm 24. Did I give that to you? Could y'all read this in unison with me, not following me, with me? And I'm going to read it slowly. And I'm going to let you and I let this sink in this morning. You ready? The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. The world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas 
and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. That's who he's looking for. We're not done. He shall receive blessing from the Lord. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Selah. Can y'all just bring the lights down for a moment? Selah. That means we're going to rest. I want you to think about those words that we just read. Think about it. Think about it. He's looking for people with holy hands, pure hearts. Lord, your word won't return to you void. And your word is power. It cuts to the heart. Okay, verse 7. Read it with me. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Woo! Mighty in battle. Jesus, thank you. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. Selah. Just rest in that. Who is this king? Who is this king that wants you, that died for you, that loves you, that sent his only son from heaven to come and die on a cruel cross for you and me? And when you think it's not Worthy of you laying everything down for him? He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of our praise. He's also worthy of our lives living for him. He's worthy of our worship, which is your lifestyle. He's worthy. Now go ahead and put Jeremiah 10 up there, Jeff. We're going to read one more passage, and then I'll let you sit down. Jeremiah 10, verse 12. Read it with me. He has made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom and has stretched out the heavens at his discretion. When he utters his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens, and he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain, and he brings the wind out of his treasures. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. You may be seated. Go ahead and get the praise team to come back up, and I'll keep preaching a little bit. Y'all go ahead and get ready. Here's the thing, church. You can bring the lights back up. We got them busy back there. We're not going to get where God wants us to go till we realize who he is. 
And not just realize who he is, but worship who he is. Respond to who he is. Some of you, you know, you can, you can sit there with your arms folded or your, your eyes shut or, or you can already be checked out. Well, this, is, this, doesn't, need, this doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to bow. Listen, you're going to bow to one or the other. You will. You'll bow to one or the other. If you're not bound to Jesus, you're already bound to the enemy. You are. There's just no gray. There's no, there's no like, oh, I think I'll stay in the middle for a while. There's nothing. You can't really ride the fence. He really calls for you to come in all the way. That's why when we baptize, we don't baptize. We sprinkle them. We don't sprinkle them. We dip them all the way under. We're all in. Genesis 6, 7. So the Lord said, I will destroy man who I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I'm sorry that I made them. Woo. Can you imagine that? But Noah, say, but Noah. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just, perfect in his generation, a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. You know another word for walked in the Hebrew, John? Moved. He moved with God. He moved with God. Anybody in here like to dance? Like, like husband and wife, you know, you want them... You want the husband to lead because you, you want to move with him so you're in sync when you dance. God wants you to move with him in this dance of life. He, want, he's the lead. He, he wants to lead. He wants you to follow. But he wants us to be in sync with him as we move. Because, listen, as we move as one in this place and we move where God's called us to move and we see things done that we couldn't do ourselves because it's bigger than us, then if it's bigger than us, who gets the glory? God does. See, sometimes we just say, we're going to do this. No, God's got to do it. He's got to go before us or it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. Godly fear will take you to godly action. Diligently seeking leads to diligently serving. The time has come. You can't just sit here anymore. I mean, you can. <laughs> I say that. You can sit. You can be miserable. Or you can step out in faith and serve even though you don't feel comfortable with it. Maybe you don't feel like you're qualified. Well, guess what? I don't think any of us ever thought we were qualified. David, you ever think you were qualified to do what you're doing? Still don't. I, listen, that's the best thing you say, God, I can't do it. That's the best thing you can say. Because God, God, God can use somebody that says, I'm not good enough. And God says, yeah, but I am. I can use you. I can use you. I'm going to go back to Hebrews 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Did you catch that? His whole household was saved because he moved with God. His whole household. Some of you have households. Some of you have family members that don't know Jesus. 
Lift a hand if you got family members that don't know Jesus. They're never, well, I'm not going to say never because God can use anybody. But if you want to have the faith of Noah and see your whole household saved, then have the faith of Noah. Have a godly fear. Have a fear of God uh, 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 that you're so in awe of him that you want to worship him 24-7, that he's everything to you. And when he's everything to you, listen, you will do things that you never thought you could do. And you couldn't do them without the power of God in you and through you to do those things. But it's going to come to this place, church, that we as a church body, things may change here. And I, and I hope they do. We just can't go on doing Sunday morning church and Wednesday night church and whenever other church. We, we just can't do that if we're going to affect the, the, this community for the kingdom of God. We'll never see God move like God wants to move until we recognize who he is first and foremost. Our worship might change. Amen.